Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is a former congressman and current Fox News contributor, rotating host on The Five. For those of you who watch The Five on Fox, he is to my left, and I'm going to go out and say it. I'm going to put it right out there. Harold is my favorite rotating guest on The Five, my favorite liberal. Uh, He tends more to be a moderate. So please join me in welcoming Harold Ford uh, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I want to tell you a little bit about Harold. Harold is an extremely serious guy. Uh, He joined Fox, I don't know, a couple years ago. He is currently vice chairman, executive vice president of PNC Bank's corporate and institutional banking, chairman of a uh, and CEO of an empowerment and inclusion capital corporation. Uh, and uh, he served as a Democrat member of Congress from Tennessee's 9th Congressional District, guys, for five terms uh, with stints on the House Budget Committee and House Committee on Financial Services. I understand that, uh, he, Harold, you were the youngest person uh, elected to Congress? When I was there, I was the young, for a while I was the youngest, yes, ma'am. Okay, well, you're not the youngest anymore, so get over it. Okay, so so here we go. Now, yesterday, we find out that the Biden administration decides to make a trade, and they make a trade of the merchant of debt, this guy named Bout, for Brittany Griner, and let's just put it on the table. We're all happy that an American citizen is back. But I wonder about, uh, and I certainly want to get your thoughts, the idea of bringing back a merchant of death in the middle of war when it seems that Putin needed him uh, more than we needed to make the deal. Well, first off, good morning. And thanks for having me on. And <laughs> thanks for the kind words about uh, about what I'm doing and, my, and and being on the show with you. Thanks for the kind words about uh, how you feel about me on the show. You know how much I, I love our conversations and how much uh, I value our friendship. So, and uh, by the way, folks, you would say that. Don't and don't let him kid you. We disagree on everything, but thank you for we, saying we, it, Harold. <laughs> no, we, we, we do, but we disagree on a lot of things. But one of the things I've learned a lot about life and politics is because you disagree with someone doesn't mean you can't value and like them and uh, and respect them. So thank you for that. I, I think the trade us. yesterday. I, I think the trade yesterday uh, that we learned about yesterday was, um, I think, the, the best trade and the best deal they could get. Uh, I, too, wish that uh, Mr. Whalen was a part of that deal. I hope he is a part of that deal, uh, that a new deal is able to be structured going forward. Um, but I think it, it speaks to sort of the complexities and the dynamic complexities of, of, of foreign policy and diplomacy in today's world, uh, and particularly at a moment fraught with, with conflict, real conflict in, in Ukraine. We've not seen this kind of violence and lack of resolve on the, on the European continent in, in my lifetime. And Certainly, uh, this is my dad. My dad is still living, but his lifetime is when this all really occurred. It's kind of the kind of strife we're seeing. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that the administration, and I believe I take them at their word, they will continue to to try to be try, try to find a way to get 
Mr. Wayne home. This is the second time we should know that he was not part of a deal. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Reed was brought home several months ago uh, or many months ago. And we now see this deal being structured. Uh, and I can only, only hope I, you said something interesting on the show yesterday that I didn't factor in. And I, I'm not sure how to, how to calculate or how to calculate it to my, or factored into my calculations about things. Did they, you know, did Putin want this guy uh, because of the conflict that, that we're in in Ukraine or he's in in Ukraine? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I still can't figure out how, what value he would add other than whether it's the optics or even if, it, if there is substance there. But I would have to think our, our intelligence uh, community as well as our defense community uh, had to considered that, and I would hope they would have considered that. I got to think they did consider that as they as they thought about this deal. But I thought the point you made on the show yesterday was one that was not brought up. I didn't hear that that point raised really on any of the networks, or for that matter, in any of the commentary and the reporting mm-hmm. about the show about about the matter. So we'll, we'll see what that. I hope well, that is not the case. I know you hope it's not the case either, but I, but it is something that needs to be considered. Well, you know, Harold, if, if history is any indicator of any of this, when the uh, when the trade trade was made for the five Taliban at Gitmo uh, for a deserter, Bo Bergdahl, uh, you know, they all returned to the battlefield. And I think that you have to have a very skeptical um, view of this. You know, people decide when they want to make a trade, and especially people like Putin. I mean, they, these guys are bad actors, and uh, it, it's in his interest. And I think that I think we had a little more leverage. But who am I to say? As I said myself, I mean, who knows what goes on at these in these meetings? You know, the the direct conversations, the indirect conversations the sub conversations around the table, under the table. But uh, these are these are tough calls. And I, I got to tell you, I think that the Whalen family, uh, uh, obviously, the the serviceman is still over there uh, who's accused of being a spy by Russia. I thought they were a class act, the whole family congratulating the uh, basketball player and uh, recognizing that they've been there the longest. I thought they were very classy. I agree. Okay. What, uh, go ahead. No, no, I, I just I agree with you. They, they, I could, their graciousness and grace uh, is something you don't see a lot in any, anywhere in public life. Let's, let's take a little switch here. Let's talk about the grid. Uh, right now, uh, we're, we're in a situation where a power is finally being restored after a deliberate attack on a North Carolina substation that caused widespread power outages. And we're seeing this more and more, much of it natural causes, whether it's a hurricane uh, or, or other kind of natural uh, problem. But the, the issue now is that it seems to be that this is not an isolated incident, that the FBI has actually warned that, that at least five electricity substations in Oregon and Washington had suffered similar attacks. Now, I started talking about the grid 10 years ago, and I'm sure you've discussed it in Congress. We've got a substation in lower Manhattan I did a show from that is, you know, that is surrounded by a chain link fence. We certainly have enough enemies in the world, but there isn't a sufficient amount of supervision or regulation. There's no agency that is responsible for managing the resilience of the power. What can we do about the grid? So this is something you've been raising for a long time and something you've raised even even more recently. Um, and it was interesting yesterday listening to uh, 
think it was Jesse Waters on the show yesterday who said that there are 12, maybe 12 or 13 substations, I think he said, around the country, that if you were to attack those, you would take out over 80% of the, uh, the, the electricity you would, in the country, which is an amazing number when you think about it. You also noted uh, that, uh, or reminded all of us that the, the organizing entities that have uh, authority over these, over our electricity grids, are really all local and state driven. There's not a there's not a central there's not a central decider, but there's not a central organizing force, which is something we should we should strongly consider. Uh, part of part of the reason, the main thrust behind that is that we believe that uh, these issues should be resolved at the state level, should be decided at the state level. Mm-hmm. But this is something now I think you have to strongly consider, uh, if not reverse that reverse that position and make this something that is that is that is regulated uh, at a, in a central location and there's a central authority that decides it. We, we could we could all draw car stories about what this would mean for uh, for uh, everything from crime in a community to uh, hospitals being uh, healthcare not being able to be delivered because of this. But it's just the, the kind of strike that you could and, 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 and you could you could cause to a community the kind of harm you could cause to a community. Uh, in communities across the country, we could all make up, all fabricate stories, and, and they would all be real. So I'm hopeful that Congress will, will, you know, the kind of things Congress wants to investigate now, you know, they can investigate whatever they want to investigate or call hearings about what they want to call hearings about. But this is something that we need bipartisan uh, 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 help around. And for that matter, if we shine a light on this issue, I think the country would force their senators in Congress, regardless of the party they may be in, to come together and work on this. So I, I'm well, hopeful that something may happen on this and a con- something constructed and, and serious in terms of a solution can, can be formed around it. But anyway, Harold Ford, we love you. I appreciate your coming on. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday, a wonderful Christmas, and we thank you for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. And never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.